Wonderful. We're going to talk about dates and mates, mates and dates. Oh my goodness. Uh, who's, who's got your song? How many of you have got, you know, we've got a song uh, as a couple. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm not going to ask you to come up and sing it. Come on. Who's, who's got a song as a couple? All right, Russell and Marita, you got a song. Daniel and I have got a song. I think it was UB40. It was um, Wise Men Say, you know, Wise Men Say Only Fools Rush In, But I Can't Help Falling In Love With You. Come on. So that, that was, I, I sang that. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't clap. Though I did make a silly promise this morning. I made a silly promise this morning that I would do a, uh, a little thing out of um, a Blues Brothers scene. How many of you have ever seen a Blues Brothers movie? Okay, the, the scene of it is, it's basically about these guys trying to say, save a convent. I'm not recommending the movie. You can, you can do the little, the little jam there for those guys. I'm not recommending the movie, but they're trying to, they're trying to save, um, they're trying to save a convent, like a nun convent. And, um, and so they've got to go on the road and get the band back together. And then the police chase them and they end up in this massive big concert where they all get together because they're putting on a concert to raise money. And, uh, and they do this song at the start, and it goes like this. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people. We'd especially like to welcome all the representatives from the Illinois Small Enforcement Community who have chosen to join us at the Palace Hotel Ballroom tonight. We do sincerely hope that you all enjoy the show, people, but please remember, no matter what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there are still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody, everybody, come on. Need somebody, everybody. Need somebody to love you shouldn't miss a sweet out of kiss. I need you, you, you. I need you, you. To your neighbor now, I need you, you, you. Okay, that's enough. I made a promise. There it is. A little bit of Blues Brothers. I know it's like a hundred years old and some of you have never heard of it, but there it was. Thank you, band. Put your hands together. You've done a great job. <laughs> uh, tragic, tragic, a wasted youth memorizing songs. Now I'm doing it with my daughter. We're even we're memorizing Ed Sheeran. Can you believe that in the car? It's tragic. So tonight we're going to talk about mates and dates, and I'm going to grab an extra seven minutes here just because um, otherwise we're going to be before, through it before we know. And as Danielle said a little bit earlier, we, we started dating oh, 24 years ago, all right? 24 years ago. We'd known each other for many, many years, and uh, our families had known each other. I was best mates with her, uh, her oldest brother. We lived in a house together. I was kind of the young adult leader, and I was praying for a wife, and here's, here's Danielle uh, was one of about two girls in a young adult group of about eight, eight guys. <laughs> So the odds were pretty good for her. Everybody say, no man drought. It was the reverse right there at that moment. And, uh, and so she began to subtly give hints to me that she liked me and she tried to set up that we'd be going somewhere in a car together and all sorts of different things. And I was pretty thick at that particular point until one day, talking to a friend of mine in the kitchen uh, about her, and he, and he eventually came out and said, do you know that she likes you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to get that idea. Uh, the fact that she rang at 3.30 in the morning one morning uh, afraid about something, or 4 o'clock in the morning afraid about something where her parents hadn't returned home and didn't ask to talk to her brother, asked to talk to me, gave me a little bit of an idea that she liked me, okay? Then she moved to Brisbane, and as the, uh, she would ring me and say, oh, look, I've moved to Brisbane for work, but I really feel called to the church. Yeah. And so I'm feeling like I'm going to come back every weekend to support the youth and young adult ministry that you're leading. And I'm like, 
no, no, there's some great churches in Brisbane. Why don't you just go down there? Okay, okay, we needed to whack me over the head with a, with a Bible at that point. She tried the scripture verses. Eventually, though, because I had a list. How many people have got a list, the kind of person they'd like to marry? Okay, that's all right, good, good. And so I had a list, and I'm talking to my, to my friend, and I said, oh, look, well, this is what's on my list. I want someone who uh, who's, loves God, someone who's loyal, someone who's fun, someone who's intelligent, someone who's... And then just suddenly, in a moment, the scales, they just peeled off my eyes. Cupid flew into the, the kitchen and he just shot me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Danielle. She's everything that I want on my list. And she moved quickly out of the friend zone and we be, I began to date and it all went from there. In fact, we had an incredible, well, she thinks I asked, she thinks our first date was when I offered to pick her up to take her um, to watch her brother play netball. That wasn't the first date in my mind. We were there. Okay, here's one of those not to do dance. Thank you as we're helping. We were there and, uh, and, in, and the guys were playing mixed netball, you know, as you do an indoor stadium. Then someone got injured and they came up and said, to me while well, we're watching it we've got we're down a player would you like to play I'm like of course I'd like to play I said would it be really bad if I went and played and she said mm-hmm. I said no but would it be really really bad if I went and played and she said mm-hmm. and I just went and played of course as you do because I had a lot of things to learn at that point okay and then the next week our, what I think was our true first date we I took her to a movie and I, I deliberately took her to a non-romantic movie because I didn't want her to bust any moves on me in the movie theater I, I mean she's only human obviously at that particular point so we went and watched grumpy old men <laughs> So romantic, all right, so romantic. So I'm here to help tonight, and, uh, and we're going to talk about mates and dates. I'm going to talk about some principles out of the Bible, uh, not just about dating, but about friendships. And in fact, the best kind of, the best, uh, I want to go and say mating and dating, but that's a whole different topic, and that's not what tonight's about. Although I did hear Danielle say there's going to be a session at Women's Activate about intimacy, intimacy as soon as she said that this morning Russ looked at me and his eyes lit up and said this is going to be awesome can't wait is there a practical session afterwards he said and I said Russ intimacy is not just a physical thing it's a it's an emotional thing okay it's about emotional connection all right emotional connection (laughs) come on you know there's a Russ inside every one of you guys so the, the scripture text for tonight is this one. It's in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And it says this, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. He, I mean, he won't survive on the planet on his own, obviously. He needs, a, he needs a woman to help him and to tell him what to do. It says, I will make a helper who is just right for him. A helper who is just right for him. You know, it's fascinating to me that after God created the whole universe, it's incredible. There's all this amazing food and fruit and animals, and Adam gets to name them all, and there's uninterrupted fellowship with God. Adam gets to walk with God in the cool of the evening every day. The creator of the universe, he's got direct access, face-to-face access in an unspoilt sin world, and God says it's not good that man should be alone. But he's got God. But it's not good that he should be alone. And again, the Bible tells us that God went and created uh, Eve out of Adam's rib and took it out of that. And uh, when he, he saw her, he stood back and said, whoa, man, you shall be called woman. That's how she got the name, whoa, man. Yep, dad jokes, I'll be here all night. Okay, and so 
And so out of that moment, we understand that God said, let's create them in our image, and he created man and woman, okay? And we are uh, together, men and women are a reflection, a reflection of the full nature of God. And God, who's in perfect unity, a perfect friendship, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he recognized that we'd be missing out if we didn't have relationship with one another, which would enrich our lives. And so tonight, I want to tell you that it's not good that you be alone. I'm not just talking about having a a partner for life. Not all of us are going to have a, a partner, a marriage partner. That's okay. Some of us have got a grace on our lives to be single, and that's okay. But you're not, it's not good that you're to be alone, and that's without friendships. And let's, let's talk about friendships. And I want to start to talk about friendships. A friend is someone you can be yourself with. A friend is someone who knows your weaknesses but respects your strengths. Abraham Lincoln said the better part of one's life consists of friendships. Ralph Waldo Emerson said the only way to have a friend is to be one. A friend is one who is a source of sunshine when you are under the weather. A friend is one who believes in you when you cease to believe in yourself. A friend is a source of celebration when you feel like there's nothing to celebrate. A friend is one who answers your call before you even call. A friend will not talk about you, but will talk to you. A true friend will cry with you when others are laughing at you. It's not good that man should be alone. We need friends. We're created for friends. And I want to talk about just some principles of how we develop the kind of friendships that we all on the inside really long for. You're created for relationship, and we all long for these, these types of friendships. Someone wise once said, if you can count the, the number of friends like I just described on one hand, consider yourself a wealthy person because many people go through their whole life without even finding one kind of friend like that. And so let's just talk about some simple principles about developing mateships or friendships. So we're ready to go. Yeah. Firstly, great friendships flow out of being happy with who you are. They flow out of being happy with who you are. Uh, in, in the words of, uh, of uh, Justin Bieber, you should go and love yourself. You should. You should love yourself. The Bible says love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you don't like yourself, it's going to actually be very hard to like your neighbor. If you don't love yourself, it's going to be very hard to build relationships. So learning to accept who God's made us, not compare ourselves with others, admire the strengths that God's given us and build a confidence is really important. That's why last week we talked about building confidence and and the last Sunday morning I did a message about uh, building confidence and living confident. Why don't get that on the podcast? so that you can learn to love and accept yourself because if you don't you'll be looking for someone else to validate who you are and that always ends bad if you're looking for someone else to make you feel good about yourself that won't work because you'll end up being the clingy friend you'll end up being the needy friend you'll end up being the the friend who's always uh, needs uh, endorsement and needs people to say something nice about you then if you don't if you don't love and respect yourself enough you'll end up in relationships with people who don't treat you properly and you'll you'll take that as normal because you don't think you deserve any better and it will end up being destructive you'll lower your moral standards just so that you can keep that friendship and be loved and accepted so the very first key to being a great to, to having great friends is to be happy with who God's made you. Learn to receive your father's love over yourself. Okay, that's the first one. Second one, great friendships are built around common purpose. Common purpose. So you'll find, uh, you know, often people's friendships, um, particularly in their young adult years, and you might know people like this, the common purpose is Friday night and Saturday night. 
and therefore my friends are built around who's going to have a good time with me on Friday night and Saturday night. But that's a, that's a shallow purpose for a friendship because when, when bad weather comes along, except if it's a youth, of course, and that's awesome, but I'm talking about people who are just living from weekend to weekend for a party point of view and trying to have a good time. If your friendship is built around that purpose, it'll be shallow. But if you can discover a purpose that's greater than your own self-satisfaction, if you can discover a purpose that's uh, 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 something that's beyond yourself, then as you come alongside of people and live for something greater than yourself, you'll find you'll form some true friendships. Because instead of, even in a, in a marriage relationship, if you spend all your time trying to look at each other and make each other happy, that, that'll wear off after about 12 months. Seriously, there's what people call a honeymoon phase is a real deal. It'll wear off and then you'll be dissatisfied with one another. The best relationships actually focus outwards and they're trying to make things work for other people. So uh, great relationships are built around common purpose. Uh, for Danielle and I, we actually, our first uh, meeting or encounter together was when we served in kids' church together and led a team. And I've told you this before, but i found that so many great relationships are formed, and I'm talking about friendships, but also marriage relationships start and are formed where people just go, well, I'm going to serve other people and I'm going I'm to make my life about serving others. That'll be my purpose and then you come along long uh, people who are similar in their interests and suddenly you, you didn't have similar hobbies or, or similar backgrounds but because of your joint passion for something a great deep friendships formed and some of our greatest uh, friendships have formed because we've made a decision like Joshua did as for me and my house we will serve the Lord some some of us here tonight you're like I quite, feel quite isolated I feel quite lonely I don't feel like I have any really true friends who who notice or care can I make a suggestion to you that one way to begin some great friendships, seriously, is just to start to serve on a, t a church, at, on a team. Just start to make life about more than my own happiness and about making it about others. And in the process, you'll meet some great people and some of them will become friends for life. They won't all. Uh, and don't be weird and walk up and go, I've just joined the stewards team. You're now my friend for life. Don't do that. Okay, just but you'll find that proximity will put you in a place to build great friendships. All right, uh, great friendships help you to become a better person. Help you to become a better person. The proverb says, if you hang around with someone who's angry, you'll become an angry person. Sometimes it's worth doing an inventory of the kind of people we're hanging out with. Because if I was to look at the people you're hanging out with, I'll, I'll tell you that's the I'll tell you what kind of person you're going to be. Because we become like the people that we hang out with. And sometimes I talk to my kids and I feel like I'm, I'm in dad zone a little bit here tonight, okay, just trying to help us out. But sometimes I say, do a rating of your friends into three categories. A, ones who really inspire you to be a great person. B, people who you're, you're just, you're good friends with, but you're on a level and you're, you're, there's kind of a peer relationship going. And C, people, when you hang with them, you actually get dragged down. And if you put your friends into those kind of categories, then make sure that there's more A's than C's. Make sure that you've got people you hang around who are actually inspiring you. That's why young people go to youth every Friday night. That's why parents, even if you've got to drive half an hour to get your kids in youth, take them to youth because it just gets them around the right, the right people that will set up their life. Uh, 2 Timothy 2 verse 22 says this, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts, pretty much the world we live in. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Who have you got around you who calls on God with a pure heart? 
Who's your Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? When Daniel has a moment and the king king says, I've had a dream, and if you can't tell me what it is, then I'm going to kill all the wise men. And Daniel goes, how can we tell you what your dream was? But he goes, give us a little bit of time. And he goes and he calls Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and says, we need to seek God together because our life depends upon it. And they sought God together and God answered their cry. Who do you go to when your life is in danger? Who do you run to when the enemy's trying to take you out? Who do you call? And if you've got nobody, then you need to do a friend checkup and start to change the focus of your life. And so, you know, pretty much that's one of the main reasons we have groups running in our church. Or every week we're putting, it, we're putting opportunities out there for people to make friendships so that when the rubber, when it, when it hits the fan, I've got someone to call out to God with. When I'm in trouble, I've got someone who will have my back, okay? I reckon it activate girls. Some of you are going to make friendships that will last for the rest of your life just because you, you went along feeling like, oh, I don't know many people, but you took that step out of the boat and you went along and God gave you some friends who became your ya-ya sisters, to quote a movie from a long time ago that I've never even seen, but there we go. All right. Yeah, yeah, something about the secret sister's pants or something. I'm not quite sure. All right, uh, next one. If you, if you want great friendships, you've got to take the initiative. You want to build great mates, you've got to take the initiative. Okay, that means sowing into relationships. Now, not all of those will come back to you. But Proverbs 11.30 says this, The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. You don't just get friends. Friends don't just fall out of trees, okay? Friends, they're actually people you invest in friendships. You sow kindness to people. You sow generosity. You sow encouragement to people. You make it your point to help lift people up. And when you sow into people's lives, you'll find it might not be from that person, but it's the principle of sowing and reaping. That you sow into these friendships and these people, God will give you people back. There's a trust and a faith involved in this. The flip side of that proverb says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip separates the best of friends so you can either sow encouragement and kindness and reap great friendships or you can sow criticism and gossip about other people and it will separate you from friendships and before you know it you'll be isolated because of the words that you speak if you want great friendships take the initiative and the last one on friendships is this great friendships begin by being inclusive Okay, by being inclusive. That means three of us are going out for dinner. I, I saw someone who doesn't have any, who's, who's alone, and I know it's going to be awkward. I don't, we, know, we don't know them very well, but we're going to just invite them to be part of our group because, and by nature, in this room, some of us are inclusive. We're like, oh, yeah, everyone can come to my party. And some of us are exclusive. Some of us are like a friend of mine who for his year seven Valentine's Day gave every girl in the class a Valentine's Day class because he didn't want them to miss out. 25 Valentine's Day cards, all right? And some of us are like, no, there's just one and that's the only one for me and that, that's exclusive, okay? In year seven, that's whatever. Anyway, so here's the deal. Be inclusive. Include people. I was so proud of, of my daughter, Gemma, uh, just recently. I mean, she won Unsung Hero tonight. That was a beautiful, uh, beautiful moment. Very proud of her. But she was at Presence Conference last Last year, she didn't know many uh, young people. She was at the youth section of Presence Conference. And she, she walked in and there was a girl there from another country. And she was there and she actually didn't know anyone. And she went to sit in a seat and she asked a girl in the row, can I sit in this seat? And that girl said, no. 
And then about five seconds later, the girl looked at her and said, what are you still doing standing here? Hush. Okay. So Gemma, and I'm so proud of her, just, just took her in as a friend and included her in everything she did for the rest of the week. And then this, this year coming up to presents, she texts her, are you coming to presents? And, and I tell you, as a parent, that's just a great moment because it's inclusive. Be inclusive. Who, who can you include? You know, you might, you might feel like I've got enough friends. Well, you know what? If you just keep sowing into other people, you'll be a vessel for God's love to flow into them and you will find that you, have, you, you keep developing great friendships. Are we doing all right? All right, so let's move into dates. That's mates. Okay, so some of those principles will flow. Okay, some of those principles will flow. Uh, so uh, if we, we kind of keep going in, in this moment, and let, let's just a little date tip, another not, not what to do date moment. Uh, early in our marriage, we would take each other for surprise dates. Okay, we'd go out for dinner and, you know, I'd choose the restaurant to take Danielle. She'd choose the restaurant to take Danielle. This is back in the day of Yellow Pages. You didn't have Google, so there'd be like a Yellow Pages. And anyway, Danielle picked a restaurant and I kind of felt like it was a bit of a competition to guess which restaurant we were going to. Apparently it wasn't. And so I watched as she, as she flipped open the Yellow Pages and I was over there. She didn't realize I was looking. And then when she went away, I'd me- I memorized the things on the page and I went over and I found where I thought we were going. So while we were driving there thinking that I'd be winning the competition, I'm like, because uh, uh, we played a guessing game where we're going, I'm like, I think we're going to such and such a place. And I got it first time. Can I just tell you, it took me the whole day to recover from that moment because someone wasn't impressed. It's not about a competition. Who knew it wasn't about a competition? Who knew? I mean, what's that all about, right? It was actually about being blessed and you surprising me anyway. Okay, so don't do that. All right, a couple of thoughts about dating. A couple of thoughts about dating. Number one, uh, be happy single. Be happy single. Don't, Don't put your life on hold waiting for Mr. Right or Miss Right to come along to fulfill you. There was a movie, Jerry Maguire, where he said to this girl, you complete me. That's rubbish. Okay? Because she won't complete you. She'll make you feel good for a while, but only God can really complete you. So the most attractive thing in a, in a male or female is not looks. It's, it's actually confidence. If you're confident in who you are and who God's made you, that's an attractive factor for somebody else. So be happy single. Don't put life on hold. Travel, do hobbies, learn new skills, build great friendships around your life. I remember Katie York as a single young lady just putting this into practice. She was, uh, she was uh, going and doing Greek dancing classes and traveling the world, and she, she was just, just she's having this amazing life. And you know what? You living an amazing life rather than a desperate, dateless, and lonely life, is uh, the, the, the amazing life is really attractive to a male or a female. Be happy single, okay? And that, that'll work like that. Now, if you've been in and out of a lot of relationships because you haven't been able to be happy single, maybe there's, maybe there's uh, been some brokenness on the inside and you've, you've clung to relationships to make you feel good about yourself because maybe someone did something to you or said some things to you that left you feeling uh, uh, empty and needing relationship for validation, and now maybe you've met Christ, 
you become a Christian and you're, you're starting to realize that the love that I really need comes first from God because he's the one who fills me. Can I make a suggestion that maybe and some of these things I'm sharing tonight aren't necessarily Bible verses. It's just wisdom from life. Maybe it's worth having a 12-month break from relationships and just getting your priorities right and getting confident with God rather than from bouncing from one to another and ending up getting hurt and more hurt. Okay, just a little thought. Be happy single. The next one is be dateable. Be dateable. I remember when I was single talking to some, uh, to some young ladies about, about being dateable. And they, you know, the Bible says wounds from a friend uh, can be harsh, but exactly what you need. That, that's my paraphrase. And they said, they said to me, uh, you know, when you're looking for a, a girl to date, do you think she should wear nice clothes? Like, yeah, absolutely. Do you think she should really pay attention to her hair and, and look after herself? And I'm like, yeah, that's really important to me. And they said, you know what? We girls are the same. And I'm like, oh, so you think I should pay attention to what I wear and my hair. Okay, wounds from a friend. That just helped me at that particular moment. That's for free here tonight. Just, just be dateable. Be, rather than looking for the perfect date, work on being the, the, the kind of person that you, you think would be attractive to others. Work on ourselves in that moment. We're doing okay here tonight. Just, just say, thanks, Pastor John, you're helping me. All right. If you're a Christian, then you need to date only a Christian. Okay, just make it a non-negotiable from the outset. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6.14, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? So, so here's the thing, you might be attracted to a person, but I can tell you, I know too many people who, who are missing, who are married to a non-believer, and in their heart, there's, that they want this deeper intimacy and connection that comes from sharing spiritual things. And when it's not there, your relationship can only go to a certain level of depth. So make the decision right from the outset. You're not going to flirt to convert. It's like a 1% chance. Okay? Make that decision right from the outset that you're going to date a Christian. All right. Just, again, Pastor John helping you here tonight. Uh, a few more things as we go along. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit longer tonight because next week we've got a panel. With, uh, with dates and mates, okay? It's Mother's Day and we've got six people, married couple, engaged couple, and two single people going to talk about mates and dates, okay? So that's next week. Uh, here's another little thought about dating. First of all, get to know people in groups. Get to know people in groups. So, so, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm really like that person, they should hang out, just try and go to the same connect group at them for a while. Go out for dinner in a group. You'll find that people put their best foot forward one-on-one, -on -one, but it, when they're with a group, sometimes things show that you're like, oh, I didn't realize that about them. I didn't realize that about them. And, and here's the deal. Ultimately, and this is the next point, you want to you ultimately marry your best friend. You want to marry your best friend because, okay, uh, the Bible tells us this, that charm is deceptive and, oh, no, that's the next scripture. Oh, sorry, that's the next point. Okay, here's the thing. Marry your best friend because in your life, the, your relationship and the romance factor and the hot factor will come and go. It'll come and go. You'll, you'll have the hots of the honeymoon period and then there'll be times where your, your wife's had a baby or, or you know, your, your partner's off working and, and it's, you know, it's not in this uh, super hot zone, okay? And, and so it'll come and go it'll up and down, up and down. You'll have moments where, where you're tired and stressed, all, all sorts of things. And if your only attraction was around physical attraction, then it'll end up empty. Because that'll, that'll be ups and downs over your whole life. But if you can marry your best friend 
and make a commitment that you're going to enjoy your friendship for the rest of your life. That's the goal. That's the goal. Marry your best friend, okay? Uh, and can I just say this for guys in dating? Can I, can I say this as a couple who both married as virgins and are so glad we did? So glad that we made that commitment when we, were, when we were teenagers that we want to save ourselves. The best gift that you can give your future marriage partner is to be a virgin. Now, if you're not a virgin now and you're not married, it's okay, okay? That's not meant to condemn you. That's meant to set you something that you can live to that God will bless from here going forward. But make a commitment. You want to live, you want to be, uh, get married as virgins. The best gift you can give on your wedding day is your virginity to your future partner, okay? And uh, now, if there's been uh, pain in that area, there can be healing and restoration from God. But I want to I wanna hold you up to something that, that I think will, you'll find fulfilling if you make it a plan and purpose. So that means, guys, okay, guys, look at me. Look at me, guys. In a dating relationship, you're the responsible one. Don't put the heat on the girls to be the one who sets the standard. You set the standard, okay? Because here's the thing. Girls go through a whole lot of hormones all, every month, okay? You might not be aware. I know. I'm just a danger zone right now, okay? Danger zone right now, okay? And, and so there might be particular moments that they're more vulnerable if you're not setting a standard, okay? Whereas you can go, no, we're setting a standard. We're going to save ourselves. We're going to be pure, and here's the thing, it, it, you'll find that she might go with something in the moment, but later on she'll lose her respect for you. Because if she can't trust you with, your bo with her body now, how can she trust you with your future? Okay, just make, make, some, make some things like that. The Song of Songs says this, Promise me, women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right. Don't awaken it. We live in a sexualized world that's trying to awaken lust and sex inside of you. Close the door to that and make a, uh, make a choice. Guys, I'm talking to you right now. I'm set the standard in your relationships, okay? It will create a platform for your future. Now, if you're like, well, what's acceptable? What, what can we do? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you, not in the Bible, I'm just going to give you a little bit of help because is this Okay. All right, okay, you're dating, you're like, what can I touch? What can I not touch? If it's supposed to be covered with underwear, just consider it out of bounds. What if, and you're like, oh, what if it's not covered with underwear? Well, wear some underwear, please. That's a good start, all right? Just, just helping, helping you out right now. If, if it's not, 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 Jacob, not the skimpiest underwear you can wear, but the, the, the full, like the whole coverage, all right? Just, just to help you out here, okay? Just someone, just, just, all right. So if it's supposed to be, just a guideline, just a guideline. If it's supposed to be, leave it alone. Keep your hands off it, Daryl. Okay, just moving along. That's just some advice for us in the dating zone. Oh, is it getting hot in here or is that just me? All right. Uh, all right, I've got two more points. Just want to let that one settle in for a little bit longer. All right. Number three is uh, date someone with character, character, and character. If you're going to buy property, Russell, it should be all about location, location, location. If you're going to date a guy or a girl, you don't need a project. 
You don't, you don't need, you, you don't, let them come to church, let God heal them up, let God work on them. And when they're showing the signs that God's first and they're on track, then let, let God be the one. But you don't, need to, you don't need to take on the bad boy or the bad girl as your project, okay? Let that be Father's job, our Heavenly Father's job, okay? Don't take on a project because Proverbs 31.30 says this, charm is deceptive, that's personality. Beauty does not last, I know, except in Danielle's case, which has lasted so long, it's amazing. <laughs> but, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Come on, come on, work with me. She's only, she, like I married her when she was 10, and we've been married 23 years. It's incredible. Pretty sure that was illegal. I'm digging my way out. Okay, okay. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Come on, that, that personality that lights up the room, awesome, but it can be deceptive. Personality can be deceptive. Uh, people can act. Instagram is deceptive. Come on, Instagram is totally deceptive. Beauty does not last. It'll come and go. Too many people wake up on the morning after the wedding and go, whoa, never seen you like this. Didn't realize that what you look like without makeup. Oh, I didn't realize what you look like, mate. Oh, my goodness. Please. Anyway, we'll leave that alone. I'm getting carried away here. Beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Am I doing okay, babe? I'm doing all right. Okay, thank you. Thank you, babe. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> we're friends. We're friends. It's okay. Mates, we're mates then, mates, and now we're talking dates. Let's just be clear about the two, all right. Am I doing okay, Dan? Yeah, awesome, thank you. I love Dan's enthusiasm and commitment to feedback. It's, it's inspiring for all of us. Just got to listen to the question though, all right. Character, character, character. Okay, now here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> it takes a while to see character. It takes a while to see character because we can put our best foot forward. We can, we can, you know, play the game. We can do all this stuff. Isn't he amazing? Isn't she gorgeous? We can do all of that stuff. But give it time to watch how a person is under pressure. Give it time to watch how a person responds when adversity comes their way. Give it time when, to watch how a person responds when adversity comes your way. Give it time to see, is their integrity there? Give it time to see, does that person have some voices that they listen to who are the teachable, the, the people who give them coaching and teaching, or do they just try and do everything their own way and, and shun advice? Because that's a terrible way to set up a future if you've got someone who won't listen to someone else's advice. Uh, you give, give it time. Uh, the, the physical, here's the big trap of the physical thing. As soon as you go physical in a relationship, that becomes the focus and you get blinded to character. That's why you put the physical thing on the, on, on the back burner for as long as you can. Uh, see previous point with previous recommendations, okay? But you put otherwise, what happens, as soon as something gets sexual, hormones, uh, uh, all sorts of things kick into you and they actually blind you. God's designed it that way so that when you get married to the, the, the person that you get married to, a bond will, will form and you'll move into a, a zone. It's a chemistry factor for the rest of your life. Something's supposed to happen in that moment. 
So if you get involved physically too early, you'll get blinded to issues of character and then you'll actually get guilted into making a lifetime commitment that you don't need to make, okay? So keep it that way so that you can just keep your eyes open for character. Now, my last point uh, it kind of goes with this and it's this. It's have a list, but don't be ridiculous. Have a list, but don't be ridiculous. Don't, you know, don't, don't go looking for the perfect Russell Smith right now who's 20 years old, okay? I know, he's, he, I know he's amazing, okay? I know he's amazing. But he's only amazing because Marina's helped him become amazing over the last 40 years, right? Like, last story, embarrassing moment for me. I did a wedding for, for a family once, uh, and it was, it was in Gympie, and I did this wedding, and uh, I'm telling this story up in Gympie as the band comes. I'm telling this story, and I said, uh, the, the, the story was about how to be great believers in one another, how to encourage one another. And I said, this guy drives back into his hometown where he grew up and with his wife, and he's a successful person. He's made lots of money, and he's driving this nice car. And out comes a guy that they both went to school with and pumps petrol in his car. And so, and the husband looks at the wife and says, aren't you glad you married me because I provided all this amazing stuff for you? And she says, no, actually, aren't you glad that you married me because I've, I've spoken into your life over so many years and helped you fulfill your potential. If I'd done that with him, he, I would have helped him fulfill his potential. Now, I thought it was a beautiful illustration. I wonder why no one was really laughing or digging it until I realized that the father of the groom owned the petrol station in Gympie. It's just awkward, awkward, awkward moment. Bad pastor wedding moment. A little bit like getting the names wrong when you pray for the couple. Bad pastor moment, okay? Haven't done that, but I've seen friends do that. We can't finish on that note, though, can we? Because that would be really bad. So here's the point. Have a list. But don't don't write 500 qualities that you're looking for, okay? Christian at the top of it person of character, might be a few things that you're looking for, but I, 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 my own experience, and I know many people's experiences, we can have this perfect idealistic concept that actually knocks out people who we just have a great friendship with. And you'll find that, and some people are like, oh, oh you, you should sleep together because how do you know if you're sexually compatible? Can I just tell you, if you like someone and you love them and you get married, you're going to be sexually compatible. And actually, you don't know much of what you're doing at the start. You work it out after a while. So some people take a year or two to... Anyway, well, let's not go there either. <laughs> I'm really getting distracted here tonight. <laughs> hey, look at you, babe. So here's the deal. Have, have a list, but not a ridiculous list. Give someone room to grow. You need room to grow. They need room to grow. Be their biggest supporter, their biggest cheer. And, and here's, my last point is this. Have, have faith. Like, this is, this is a faith thing. God's got the right person for you. If you and if that's the desire of your heart, and just, just keep committing it to Him and putting Him first. The Bible says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. Can we close our eyes here tonight? We've gone a little bit longer, but I know there was some gold in there for someone. I'm hoping. Father, I'm just praying in this room tonight. Mate, there's just all sorts of responses going on in people's hearts right now. People who have done relationships the wrong way. God, I pray that guilt would lift off people, shame would lift off people, that the healing power of God would flow into people's lives tonight.
in Jesus' name. The great thing about God, as he wipes the slate clean, and he gives us a brand new start. You might be here going, oh, I've screwed up my relationships. The great thing about God, as he wipes the slate clean, and he gives you a brand new start. Your past does not have to determine your future if you'll have the courage to start to do things God's way and to let him come into your heart. You might be in this room tonight and you need to make a decision in your heart. I am going to do my relationships God's way. Maybe you're a guy and you're hearing that challenge. Take the lead in the relationship. Make a decision in your heart. I'm going to do that. Maybe you're new to church. There's a whole lot of ideas that you've heard here tonight that aren't, aren't ideas that you hear lots of people talk about, but the ideas of the Bible, the ideas of our Creator who wants to save us pain and He wants the best for us. Maybe you're here tonight and there's an emptiness in your heart because you've never actually made a connection with God. Can I tell you that you were created for a relationship with God? It's the primary reason that you were put on this planet, to be in relationship with your heavenly Father. He wanted someone like you. He made you. And He wants to have this close friendship where He pours love into your life. And you'll never be fulfilled or satisfied until you have that relationship with Him. No person, no possession, no party, Nothing will actually fulfill you on the inside in this place we call the God gap. Only God can fill it. Something's missing. And tonight I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to help you connect with God. I'd like to help you experience the greatest joy that you can possibly experience, and that's the, 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 the feeling of being forgiven and the peace that floods your heart when you know God's wiped all your sins away. And so in a moment, this is what I'm going to do. If you've never invited God into your life, if you've never made a decision to have a, that relationship with Him, you can have it so easy. He's one prayer away. And he'll pour into your life. You just got to ask for his forgiveness and invite him in. You might have done that at some point in your life and you're not, you're not walking with God right now and you know you need to. You know you need to get back to him. You need to make Jesus number one. In a moment, I want you to raise your hand as well with, with anyone else and say, that's me, I'm away from God and I need to get right with him. There's a peace I'm telling you that wants to flood your heart when you get right with God. Some of you have got the call of God on your life and you're running away from God, but he's calling you back here tonight. In a moment, I'm going to ask you if that's you to raise your hand. Maybe you're just not sure. When you die, if you're going to go to heaven, I'd like to help you be sure. I'd like to lead you in a prayer. And this is what we're going to do in a moment. If you're saying, John, I'm one of those, those three people, I need that relationship with God, or I need to come back to him or I need to be sure I'm going to heaven, I'm going to ask you in a moment, with every eye is closed, to raise your hand. And I'll just say, I see your hand and you can put it down. And then while you're in your seat, I'm going to lead us all in a prayer where you pray after me, inviting God into your life. And so if that's you right now, you're saying, that's me, John. I want God. I want that relationship. I want to come back to him. Would you just raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I want to connect with God. 
I want to make things right with him. Something's missing in my life. If that's you, wherever you are, just lift your hand up and say, I want that relationship with God that you're talking about. I know something's missing. I've tried all sorts of different things, but they haven't fulfilled me. Tonight, this would be the greatest step that you can take if you take a step towards God. So that's me. I want God in my life. I'm waiting. I know there's at least two people in this room right now. Your heart's pounding right now. This, this moment is the most important moment of our service, and it's for you to connect with God. It's for you to get right with God. And I, don't want to, I don't want to take too much longer, but I'm waiting for you. And if, if that's you, just raise your hand and say, John, that's me. I need that love that you're talking about. I need that peace. I need to get right with God. Looking across the room right now, if that's you, this is your moment. I'd love to pray for you. Love to lead you in this prayer. Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you for your presence. You're touching people. Touching people. The Holy Spirit's here. He wants the best for you. He wants your heart to melt to God. He's got an amazing plan for you. But you have to surrender to Him. Last moment. If that's you, raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you. All right, we've done good. We've done good. Open your eyes, church. I hope we've uh, enjoyed tonight. I know God's helping us here tonight. Why don't we stand on our feet? Ebony, you're going to come on up right now. God bless you.